Welcome back. Uh, we continue our discussion with Greg Walsh. Uh, he is w one of the founders of uh, what we all know as Rage. And uh, also we've heard his incredible story of how he started. And uh, we're just about to start the part of the story where it all went south. <laughs> and uh, so COVID hits. And there's also a lot of negative media about, um, you know, that this is really unsafe for kids. It's about them getting drunk, crashing their cars, getting pregnant, you know, all those kinds of things. I mean, as an entrepreneur, it's like your worst nightmare. Mm -hmm. um, how did you just talk about that experience and then just talk about uh, how you went through that? Mm. So, you know, I think there's, I think it's maybe good to focus on, on the COVID one because I think we've dealt for so many years with possible negative stigma about bad behavior because when you looked at the sum of the parts, 95% of the kids were behaving beautifully and the ones that weren't were being appropriately dealt with and not in any negative or harsh way, but just there was such a security force. There was the Red Frogs who are a fantastic volunteer organization who supported us. And by the time we got, you know, 18 years into the festival by 2019, it really was a very safe environment where no one was driving cars. Everybody was using our public transport, our private transport rather, and coming into a very safe environment. Um, if what COVID did was catastrophic. You know, the first part was if you took anyone in the events industry was this massive unknown. So you know, March 2020 hit, we got told it's not safe for people to be together. I'm in the business of people being together. That's all that I do. And we started now trying to, you know, paranoically, if that's even a word, forecast what's going to happen. Looking at every data set from every country around the world to go, what's the UK doing? Surely we'll follow them. Or oh, what's happening in the US? Oh, look, three months later, the US had their first, you know, public attendance sports game. So we should be next. I was collaborating with a lot of different um, heads of industry from uh, my good friend Justin van Veek, who's the CEO of Big Concerts, uh, to people in the uh, conferencing businesses to say, where do, where do we all think it's going? A group was put together um, of the events industry that was lobbying NEDLAC to try and get information out of government. Because the one thing we weren't getting was any information as industry to say, right, in June you can do events, which they were getting globally. Often they were being let down in Europe and the UK when you know, decisions were being overturned. But we were just given no information and effectively we could do no business. So my, my first step as an entrepreneur was to say, do nothing different. Because I feel often pivoting too quickly into a quick buck can be the demise of actually it's a more good money after bad. So in the, in the beginning, first it was, you know, I, I had a huge overhead. I had 33 professional staff and we had to start reducing. That was terribly sad because most of our staff had been eight years, 10 years plus. We had a very low staff turnover, had a wonderful culture, was a wonderful place to work. And I had to start retrenching people that, you know, I really cared about and loved. And not only that, it was to try and find the money for those retrenchments because when someone's been with you 10, 15 years, to retrench them is extremely expensive, especially when you're trying to beat the statutory norm and do right by somebody. So that was an enormous challenge. We actually took one of those COVID-19 loans from Standard Bank, which still paying off. Uh, and that actually almost all went into retrenchments. 
we shut up our offices in uh, Dunkeld. We had beautiful offices in Dunkeld and put everyone onto remote work that was to remain. And then it was, you know, trying to work out how to get to Rage 2020 and if that was an opportunity. And, you know, what we already had seen was this enormous downturn in, in turnover of the business. By the time we actually got to financial year end, we're talking about more than 700% reduction in turnover. And a lot of that came from the stuff we eventually pivoted into. But, you know, we, we, we took this mindset of a little bit of also desperation. You know, we're incredibly proud of this brand. We're aware that a lot of other industries are being left unregulated. The nightclub, bar and restaurant industry were officially told to not do this and not do that. But we're being left to self-regulate. Where events you had to apply for municipal permission and we were being over-regulated. So I was very aware that had we not turned up and done Rage in 2020, it would have happened without us. Because we'd heard from our customers, they're going to go anyway. Mm-hmm. So what happens? Bars, restaurants, nightclubs pick up on the trade. It's an uncontrolled environment. And we kept saying, well, that's worse. And this was a lot of our motivation to the municipality at the time in Durban was to say, it's better with us than without us, to which they eventually conceded, but didn't give us a liquor license at the last moment. So for the first time in 18 years, we had no liquor license. And now put yourself in the shoes of, you know, Johnny or uh, whoever it is, you're 18 years old, you've gone off to rage for your big party and day one you arrive and you've just been told three, four days before, unfortunately, no booze at the festival. So, you know, the only thing anyone came from in that 2020 year was the standout artist performances. Come and see, come watch, into Ubers, into taxis, again, out of our public transport and into bars. The, the, the media slated you at that time. Yeah, shortly afterwards, yeah. very shortly afterwards. So how did, uh, what did they do? And as if, I'm, well, I don't count myself as media. Yeah. But uh, what did they do? And then how did you recover from that? So what happened was just after Rage happened, we went through Rage totally fine. We were using primitive measures like temperature guns. We didn't have rapid tests like we did a year later. And we had, we picked, everyone kept filling in the form every day saying that we're fine. It was a digital thing. And we went through the whole festival with no positive cases. Until the last night, one of our staff who was only gone and got a test to go to Mozambique three days later came and said, I'm positive. So we said, okay, we'll go home right away and let's see who was with you. Everyone was very, very heightened and sensitive about COVID-19. We've definitely subdued a bit about how we feel about it as a society. And three, four days later, a doctor came out in Belito and said, I've got at least 10 cases. And then it just went like wildfire because all the parents now got freaked and started sending their kids for tests. And what happened was spiral media frenzy. It was, we were the perfect brand to be the perfect fall at the perfect time. And I'm not saying that were we, were we you know, guilty or not guilty in the thing. I mean, I don't know how anyone's guilty for the transmission of a virus, but I can tell you that it affected us deeply, personally. Um, it's, it was that, that period that shortly after Belito Rage in 2020, I, I, 13th to about the, the end of December, the 31st of December, I was sitting also in quarantine because I could have been positive. So I took my 14 days at home in quarantine and I was obsessing over what was being written in the media and said on TV because it was 24-7 on all media publications. And what was starting to come out was this narrative of culpable homicide. There were lawyers coming out in the media to say all the stuff. And I mean, to say I got close to suicidal is not, is not an understatement. I went to some pretty dark places. And you know, the start of the next year was, okay, I have to pivot now. So when I managed to actually get a little bit of downtime for myself, realized, okay, I'm not going to jail for this. It seems like 
I'll live to breathe another day. I had a baby on the way. There was motivation to, to, to really make something again of myself. And you know, I realized it wasn't going to come from events in the short term. There was no ways. So we started a COVID-19 testing business. I figured that's probably the perfect hedge. You know, when events are closed, that's the one thing that will at least go up. Uh, and it was relatively low barrier to entry to get into. So, and it was a lot of the same skill sets, marketing, a bit of opics. Uh, I really want to get to talking about the video. We're going to have to take a break right now. And when we come back, I want to talk about this video and what it did for Greg and for the brand. We'll be right back. 